Hey, welcome to Church Alive's podcast. We are so blessed and so honored that you could join us here today. We hope this message is something fresh, real, and powerful for your life. Our mission here is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for joining in and enjoy the message. Come on. Heavenly Father, we love you and praise you. And I just pray within the sound of my voice, every man, every woman, every family represented, every young person. God, you have a plan and you have a purpose for each one of them. Lord, you don't just have a plan and purpose for each one of them. You have a plan and purpose for this country, for its leaders, for those in government. I pray, Lord God, that out of this house would come champions. I pray, Lord God, out of the churches all around America, all around the world, would come rise champions for the hour that we live in. Lord, they'd be anointed with love and grace and wisdom and tact. Holy Spirit, we need you. I, I, I confess again and declare again, I need you. I need your grace and I need your power. There are people in this place who came in and, Lord, just maybe heartbroken. Maybe they came in with, with empty faith. And I pray, Lord, that you would fill them today. Fill them with strength, I pray. Fill them with courage, I pray. Fill them with destiny, I pray. Fill every man, every woman, Lord, with the touch of heaven upon this place. Let a dead and dormant faith come alive. Let someone's faith, Lord, rise up and receive the word of the Lord today. Lord, let a blind faith, Lord, open eyes today, I pray. Come on, all of God's people said. All right, high five your neighbor. Tell them they're good looking. Grab your seat. Hey, can we thank the video team that put together the video on there? That was pretty cool. They had a couple of technical difficulties, but I thought it was so cool. First one ever. Um, I do want to talk to you before I get into my message quickly on our Believe and Build Foundation. Once a month, I will talk to you about this, uh, but I just want to set your mind and set your faith that uh, in the month of March, the last two Sundays of the month of March, we will ask our church to um, simply pray about it with never pressure, but with faith and with a spirit of responsibility. And I can be an answer uh, to the days ahead. You are sitting here today because of the Believe and Build Foundation. Uh, but we're a church that doesn't just believe, we're just stopping right here, but we're a church that always believes we're going to continue to grow and continue to grow. And so our Believe and Build Foundation will ask our church to um, either give a one-time offering or a commitment, a yearly commitment over and above regular giving so that the days ahead, as God brings more people, we can hold more people. We're already running into space challenges, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. And we're definitely running into space challenges over there. Uh, (laughs) But... um, Man, so I just want to give you a heads up on that and pray that you'll do your part in it and just join with us and join your faith to it. And I truly believe this, when it comes to generosity, there's few things that challenge us like it, but there is a faith on the other side of generosity that I find that you cannot get anywhere else until God leads you in that area of generosity. Does that make sense? So I want to talk to you today along this line, the pathway of promotion is predictable, but not always pretty. (laughs) The pathway of promotion is predictable, but not always pretty. I almost titled it, Just Listen, It Will Go Better For You. Uh, I almost titled it, You're Not Smarter Than God. Right? I, uh, I also thought about deciding whose dominion you will live under. And, and so if any of those hit you, uh, you can decide to... Uh, how many of you ever read the book growing up, like Choose Your Own Adventure? Remember those? 
All right, like seven of us. Good. Uh, but this is choose your own sermon, okay? Choose your own sermon, and you can choose or choose your own title. Uh, you don't get to just press the button and Joel Austin comes on. It's choose your own title, not sermon, okay? But we've been doing a series in our church on vision, and it is, how many know it's critical to see the days ahead? God gave us two eyes in the front of our, uh, our head, not in the side, because too many people are looking to the left and the right, but not ahead of them, right? And the devil would love you to be looking at the past of your life and thinking of your mistakes or the guilt, or he would love you to be looking at the future of your life, but looking at through a lens of temptation or alluring. And he'd love to kind of lure you to, into a, always a false image, but God wants you to see clearly in the days ahead. I believe that you need a healthy vision of what it means like to be a man or woman of God, to grow in your faith. I believe you need a vision for your health. I, need, I believe you need a vision for your finances. I believe you need a vision for your family and your relationships. And the devil will always try and cloud those things, but God wants to give you a healthy, God-honoring, successful vision of the future. Does that make sense? And uh, we've been doing a series in our church, and I've been touching through the book of Daniel, and um, I really wanted to encourage our church, just on a very practical level, before I kind of get into more preaching, is that... um, So often we say, I want to read the Bible more this year, but we don't identify the book. So I really tried to just lead you well and say, listen, I think the book of Daniel would be a great place to start. The book of Proverbs will stop you doing stupid things. And the gospel of Luke will help you fall in love with Jesus more. And so again, I just want to say that so that our church is on the same, not necessarily the same page, but in the same direction so that we're feeding on the same things. So sometimes when you get, there's something powerful when you get something out of scripture yourself and then all of a sudden the pastor preachers on it it's like a double whammy it's like a like small fries but extra fries on top or something like that like it's you know it's not just a cheeseburger it's a double cheeseburger with bacon and so forth right on top and so I pray that it'll feed you and help your soul in Daniel chapter 1 we see Daniel and the three amigos get promoted because they had wisdom beyond the years in Daniel chapter 2 we actually see that a king was so narcissistic that basically uh, he said to his wise men and his prophets and his, and his uh, men that would give him insight, if you don't tell me what my dream was, not only just don't give me understanding on my dream, I want you to tell me what the dream was and then I want you to give me clarity on it and if you don't do it, I'm going to cut you into pieces. Like how many know you're a psycho? Okay, he's, he's a psycho, but that psycho situation led to actually the elevation of Daniel and his friends, because how many know that God knows all things? The Bible says in Daniel chapter 2 that in him there is no darkness, no shadow of turning. He is a revealer of deep and hidden things. Someone say hidden things. God needs to show you some things. How many think that? And he is ready and he is willing if you're willing. In Daniel chapter 3, we see that the king is... Not just narcissistic sometimes, he's actually narcissistic all the times. And so he gets a 90-foot statue of himself. Not just a few selfies here and there. He literally gets a 90-foot statue and he says, if you don't bow down and worship me, the image of me, uh, I won't cut you into pieces. I'll be a little nicer this time. I'll throw you into a fire. I will barbecue you. Okay, some of you go to fire pit. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to fire pit some people. 
You talk about crazy. You talk about sometimes when people go, I've never seen the world so bad. Have you read history? Have you read the kings of the past? They don't just tweet things. They throw you in fires. So be encouraged if you're discouraged about leadership in the country. Um, we're in a pretty good time compared to some. Someone say compared to some. In Daniel chapter 4, the same man, Nebuchadnezzar, has a dream about this incredible tree, and he's bothered by that dream. And then he brings Daniel again. He says, what's the deal with the, with the dream? And Daniel says to him, oh, great king, you are that tree, and you will be cut down if you don't humble yourself under the hand of God. And he says, and for seven years, you will have the mind of a crazy man unless you humble yourself under the hand of God. And Daniel actually comes alongside him. Now, I want you to watch this now for a second. Daniel, the prophet, speaks to the king. This is important notice, because here's what we sometimes say in church world, keep politics out of church. It's actually completely untrue. You cannot have government without morality. Hear me now, because government, it's not politics, it's government. And government makes laws, and those laws are to be enforced, right? But where do laws come from? They come from morals and beliefs. And when you disconnect morals and beliefs from God, what actually happens is you have crazar. Okay, and so I just want you to understand that often we say things and we don't know why we say them. So I hope today we think a little bit in church and, and we shouldn't say things like keep politics out of church. Actually, the church is to affect every mountain or every sphere of influence in all of the world. Um, some theologians would call it the seven mountains of the world or the seven spheres. And you could go government and church and family and education and, and then um, Hollywood and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. And actually the church is to affect all of them. The morality, that doesn't mean we enforce religion. Religion enforced is always bad. But, but Jesus does a deeper work is that he wants to go after your heart and my heart. You see, you don't actually change people by laws. Actually, you change them by the preaching and declaration of who he is. And then people actually go, wait, I need to humble myself under his dominion. Does that make sense? So I, 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 again, I just, I'm not going to go political on you, but I assure you of this, that the prophets of God, actually, one of their jobs was to speak into moral situations into the government of a country. From Daniel to then even the New Testament, John the Baptist. John the Baptist said about the king, Oh king, by the way, that girl shouldn't be your wife. And he got thrown in prison. But John the Baptist thought it was so important to still declare what was true instead of what was popular. Wow. <sighs> so a major theme of the book of Daniel is this. Pride is the pathway to pain. Pride is the pathway to pain. What's actually interesting about pride is that first, someone say it first. At first, it's really pleasurable. Pride is, feels so good at first. It's like, oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> Lucifer was filled with pride and then got brought low. 
Lucifer tempts Adam and Eve with the thought that they could rise above who they actually were to says, you shall be like God. They already were like God. They were made in the image and the likeness of God. But he says, no, you can be above that. You can make your own laws and make your own decrees and you can even be above God. And it sounds so good at first. My goodness, it sounds good. It's like, you can be anything you want to be. And then we, go, we do things like this, like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me. <laughs> like, like <laughs> have you ever thought that? We've all thought that before. I, you know, um, you ever taken one of those personality tests? And, and uh, we did one recently. And my natural bent in my personality hates being told what to do. That's what it says. This person hates being told what to do. My wife would say, yes. <laughs> Right? When someone tells me what to do, I literally go, why are you going to tell me? (laughs) Pride is the pathway to pain. Throughout all of Scripture, pride is the, the forerunner to all sin, and pride is the pathway to pain. But humility is the highway to promotion. Now, humility is not a sexy word, is it? Because we, we misunderstand humility. We think humility is walking down like this. I don't want to say hi to anyone. I'm just kind of humble. No, no, no. That's not humility. That's just you walk weird. <laughs> humility is actually knowing who you are in God yeah. and being quickly obedient wow. to God because you are humble and then you treat other people well because you're not better than them. John Maxwell, I love his line. He says, put a 10 on everyone's head. It, it also means you can put a 10 on your own head. Right? It says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, Scripture says. But actually, I have to think of myself, the Scripture actually says, with sober judgment. Watch this now. Humility is the highway to promotion. I would actually say this too. Humility is the highway to health. Think of the four big areas of life for a second, spiritual, relational, financial, and physical. Spiritual. Spiritual, you have to be humble to grow spiritually because you have to place yourself under the preaching of God's Word, under the Holy Spirit, under other people, and you've got to let other people help you. Humility, and if you'll do that, you'll actually grow. Think about this on a... a, um, on a relational level, on a relational level, you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. I met my boo. I met my boo, and I don't need to hear from you, okay? And, and you got to understand that if you don't take counsel from other people, you're about to have relational wreckage, right? Um, and here's the thing. People would rather, here's how prideful we are. People would rather have five years of a crap marriage instead of six hours on a couch talking to a counselor to help them. You're like, I don't need counseling. (laughs) Are you sure? Because your wife hates you and you hate your wife. (laughs) So if you get to that point, you need counseling. Right? If your relationships are two out of ten, it'd be nice to lift a two or five. Guess how you get there? Humility. Humble. I don't know why I just spoke British, but it sounded good. (laughs) 
Nebuchadnezzar has a son whose name is Belshazzar. He didn't have a lot of chance, did he, at being humble? My name is Belshazzar. Like, get a t-shirt, man. Like, that's a cool, flashy name. My name is Belshazzar. <laughs> he has a son. Here, come on, let's go to the Bible. Daniel chapter 5. King, King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and the silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple. So say, oh no. So that the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Verse 3, so they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines, like he doesn't, this guy's so bad to the bone, he has his wife there and a bunch of other honeys. Verse 4, <laughs> don't all you ladies just wish you were her right now? <laughs> Hashtag not me. <laughs> Verse 4, as they drank the wine, they praised the gods of silver and of bronze, of iron and wood, of stone. I just want you to picture the party. This is a party of parties. This is the most powerful kingdom at that time. It is, it is the kingdom of Babylon, and you are invited to a thousand member party, Hollywood celebrities are there, high-end athletes are there, government officials are there, the king and queen are there, and his honeys are there. It's good food, it's beautiful, there's, there's wealth everywhere, there's success everywhere, and the interesting thing is they are high on their own success. They're high on, on, they're almost drunk and intoxicated at the party, how good it is. You wanted to go to this party. Like this was a party to, to beat all parties, right? And all of a sudden, they're drinking, they're having a good time, they're eating good food, all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, Belshazzar thinks to himself, I'm drinking wine from gold, gold goblets, but guess what? That's, that's not enough. Go bring the special goblets from the Jewish religion and go bring them into my presence because I don't want to just drink wine on this amazing night from any goblet. I want to literally make fun of the God of the Bible. I want to make fun of the Jewish God. I want to show him that I rule. Watch this now. I want to show him that I reign. I want to use his instruments that are meant to be for worship, and now I won't just drink like Merlot out of them. As I drink the wine out of them, I will worship other deities, gold, silver, and bronze, just to show him what's up. And all of a sudden, in Daniel chapter 5, this hand shows up on the wall, begins to draw and it says a few words, and no one knows what it means. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh yeah, that's right. Daniel, he wasn't invited to the party, but go get him. And all of a sudden, the queen, here's what she says. The queen says this, um, verse 10. The queen, hearing the voices of the kings and the nobles, they came into the banquet hall and says, may the king live forever. Don't be alarmed. Don't look so 
pale. Verse 11 says this, There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight, intelligence, and wisdom like that of the gods. Your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, appointed him chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. Verse 12, He did this because Daniel, whom the king called Belteshazzar, was found to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding, and also the ability to interpret dreams, explain riddles, the riddler, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means. I'm impressed by this because it's his reputation that gets him into the room. It's his gift, it's his reputation, it's his character that gets him into the room. I've actually found this in life. If you not worry about your reputation, but worry more about your character, your character will bring you to the right room at the right time. If you worry too much about what other people think of you, you'll you'll live a hypocritical life. But if you worry about what God thinks of you, if you spend a little more time thinking about, God, what do you think of me? Father, how am I pleasing you? Father, am I honoring you? God can find you. God can promote you. Because you don't want promotion that's not from the Lord. You want promotion that is from God. The Bible says that promotion does not come from the north or the south or the east. It says promotion comes from the Lord. But hear me now. Sometimes promotion comes from the demonic. In Luke chapter 4, when the devil is tempting Jesus, what does he do? He tells him, listen, I will promote you. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. I'll, I'll make you the biggest baller you could ever imagine. But just this one condition. Would you sign on the bl- dotted line and give me your life? See, the devil is always after your worship. The devil is always after your worship because he can't stand that the image of God would actually worship God. Am I preaching to anyone today? Now Daniel shows up. Someone say the prophet. Daniel is a prophet of God. He hears God's voice. And he's speaking not in a church circle, right? He's not in church. He's invited to speak to the Hollywood celebrities, the government officials, and the the, the athletes, the most successful 1,000 people in the kingdom. And God brings a prophet to speak to some good-looking, rich, arrogant people. It isn't funny that God says, and there's nowhere in Scripture is like, Daniel, don't talk religion and politics. <laughs> no, he says, you're going to bring the word of the Lord into government. You're going to bring my word into this situation. So watch what he says. Verse 18, your majesty, he says, the most high God gave your father Nebuchadnezzar, he's speaking um, right to Belshazzar, sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Verse 20, watch this now. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. Someone say an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox and his body was drenched like the dew of heaven. Until what? He acknowledged that the most high God is sovereign over all and he sets them over whoever 
he wishes. What was Daniel saying? He says, Daniel, your father Nebuchadnezzar was one of the greatest kings to ever live, yet God took him on a seven-year humbling journey so that he would see me, that I'm sovereign and I'm God. And then he promotes him again, and Daniel speaks in front of a thousand people who are all on the king's side. He says, you, watch this now, you have not learned from your dad. You haven't learned from the mistakes of your father. You have not learned from the mistakes of your predecessor. Your dad was full of pride, and he got humbled, and then he got promoted. But Belshazzar... He says, you haven't learned from your dad. And I have to ask the question, have you learned from the mistakes of your predecessors? Are you currently right now learning from the mistakes of your mother, your father, the predecessors, the, the people in the Bible that God has given us as an example? 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says this. It says that God gave them uh, now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things, as they did. Pride shows up. It's like carbon monoxide, man. You can't smell it. But it's deadly. And you often need someone else to tell you there's carbon monoxide in the house. You need a carbon monoxide detector in your home to make sure that you don't go to bed one night and just fall asleep and die. And I, I would say that the house of God and people around you and the principle of God's Word are the carbon monoxide detectors of our life so that pride isn't just sitting on us and getting all over us. Does that make sense? I, I tell you this, when I say that those, listen, how many of you want to grow in 2019? Come on, is there anyone that wants to grow in 2019? Is there anyone who says, yes, I want to move forward relationally, man, in my walk with God? I need to grow. Like, and, and I want to tell you this, you'll begin to make steps forward in progress, and then something weird will happen. Pride will slide alongside you and begin to cause you to question and cause you to compromise the principles of God's flourishing. Here's why. Psalm 92 says those who are planted, someone say planted. Those who are planted in the house of God, the Bible says they shall flourish. Um, I, I promise you this. If you've been coming to church a while and, and, and you're growing in your faith and it's helping your marriage and all kinds of good things are happening, don't just let yourself get a little more successful or a little, a little healthier and then go, you know what, we don't seem to need church as much anymore. That's that, I, I, just eh, 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 carbon monoxide, baby. That's pride. Why? God has set up marriage so that you need Him. God has set up marriage so you need his house. God has set up family so that you're not the foundation of your family. I'm not the foundation of my family. Jesus is. And so when I stand on Jesus, my family has a firm foundation. Are you with me? But I see it time. Here's what I realize as a, as a preacher. I can't really, I, I thought I could, but I can't. I have responsibility to preach what God has put on my life and in the Word of God and, and to seek God, but I can do nothing about your response to God's Word. I wish I could. 
I wish he could come alongside you and just go, come on, you can do it. But I can't. But here's the thing, I've seen it time and time again, so I'm just going to warn you. You're married. You're moving things forward. Maybe you're dating and so forth. You get married one day and, and then you go, you know what? Let's have a weekend off church. Let's do that. And then the next month have another one. The next month have another one. And then occasionally attend. And then attend very sporadically. And I just want to warn you, because I'm your pastor, and I'm a friend of your purpose and a friend of your destiny. Listen to me, pride is the pathway to pain. And I've met with enough couples now that I see them occasionally in church, that all of a sudden they want to meet with me, or meet with my wife, or meet with a pastor on this staff, or meet with a counselor. Why? Because all of a sudden when you diss God, you invite pride in. And let me tell you, one of the worst companions for a marriage is pride because you can't say sorry because you're prideful you can't change because you're right can you can you say i'm not right all the time actually say this with me it's, it's healthy for you just say i'm dumb sometimes we're all dumb sometimes aren't we now, ladies, just, yeah, I got no love from the ladies on that. It's just like, okay. Dudes are like, we know, right? Dudes, we're like, really? Is that what I said? Really? We walk away just like, you're an idiot, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, you need the house of God. Ladies, you need the house of God. Let me tell you, guys, you need the house of God. Why? When you're in the house of God less, when you're following Jesus, when you're reading the Bible less, can I tell you what your symptoms are? I'm just going to tell you. Ready? It's like going to the doctor's office and just feeling the symptoms. Are you ready? Um, you seem to be more frustrated. You have symptoms of anger. You don't seem to be out of control lust. Three symptoms of someone who's not planted in Jesus. Frustrated. You don't even know why you're angry, but you're angry. Just walking around. Your wife's like, what's wrong with you? This guy, I need Jesus. That's what's wrong. Okay? I need the Lord. Be with me. Pride is the pathway of pain. Humility is the highway of health. Humility is the, is the, is the highway to promotion. When we see get, people get baptized in our church, do you know what they're saying? They're making a declaration of, yes, Jesus is my Savior. It's actually a declaration of humility. Because I needed God's forgiveness. I need God's grace. God, I need you. The prayer of the humble. God, I need you. Jesus says, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you shall be filled. How much time I got left? Not enough. See, when you are humble, you say, God, I need your guidance. I need your word. Suddenly we place ourselves under who he is 
But secondly, we do this. Humility doesn't just open up our mind and heart to God's voice. It opens our lives to wise counsel. Hear me now. Listen to these two Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. How many want to be wise? Put up your hand quickly. Even if you don't, just put it up quickly. Just go, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Humility, listen. Smart isn't wisdom. Listen, if you're smart in here, if you're awesome at math, that doesn't mean you're wise. If you're awesome at money or accounting or English, there's a big difference between IQ and HQ, the humility quotient, okay? Smart people are sometimes blinded by their smartness, right? Because how many of you know, how many of you thought you were like the most teachable at the age of maybe 15, 16, 17, 18? Quickly, quickly, just, I didn't think so, right? You, you, you all of a sudden went, from a 10-year-old person to at 14 and 15, you, 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 you somehow accrued all this knowledge, wisdom, and amazingness. You didn't read any books for it. You didn't study. You played Game Boy. But, but from 10 to 14 to 15, you all of a sudden became incredibly wise. Your parents knew nothing. The teachers knew nothing. Everyone sucked. And you walked around, it's like, what does my dad know? What does my mom? I noticed that at like 22, 23, 24, I all of a sudden went, oh, my parents were smarter than I thought. They, 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 I thought they were dumb. And then all of a sudden, then I realized they weren't. And as I got older, I was like, oh, I was dumb. I went a season of dumbness. And listen, all of us go through a season of dumbness when we're filled with pride. When we make up our own morals, when we make up that, that in our country today, when we make up that if you have a baby one day, you can end it, and the next day, if someone was to kill it, be murder. What, what the hell? What does that mean? One day, you can kill it, and the next day, you'd be in jail. The book of Romans says, they became fools. Romans chapter 1 says, God gave them over. It says to a depraved mind. It says to do what ought not to be done. It says that not only did they do it, they approved and applauded those who did it. We're not to hate people that make morally corrupt laws. We're actually to love, pray for them. But Jensen Franklin, I thought, put it so well. He says, don't hate them. Love them, pray for them, but vote them out. So we made the image of God or not. Jeremiah 1 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, he says, I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet of the nations. That means God was forming me in the womb. God was forming me in the womb. So there's this weird murderous spirit in the world that would love to end the lives of babies. But I promise you this, it's a spirit. And it blinds people. 
watched a talk yesterday, last night, by a man who performed 1,200 abortions. And then he, he said, I lost a, a, a son six years old. And I went in to uh, do what I normally did. And all of a sudden, I couldn't do it anymore. He says, it was like my eyes opened. I was just like, what the hell am I doing? He said, to hear his story, I, I literally just cried. I just... that we actually don't know, we don't want to know what's going on because it actually sounds so extreme. So then we'd rather just be entertained, right, on Instagram, Facebook and everything else instead of actually knowing what's going on. The Bible says pride makes us lose our ourselves, we get our sight back. I will say, to, I, I always want to make sure that anytime I speak, just even briefly about the topic of abortion and so forth, I want to tell any woman that's had one that there is grace and mercy and healing in the person of Jesus Christ. I will say this though, there is no one else who can forgive you. There's no one else who can heal you. There's no one else that can give you mercy and grace about it. And He will heal the brokenness and so forth in your life. If you'll ask Him to, you just say, Holy Spirit, I need says, woe unto those who call good evil and evil good. I don't even have time to go to the rest of the message. Just maybe throw on five more minutes for me, guys. I, I do need to um, I do need to wrap up this thought. Daniel chapter 5. This is what the writing said. Daniel 5 verse 25 says this. This is the inscription that was written many, many Parson. Here's what the words mean. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. He's speaking to Belshazzar. Belshazzar. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the meters, Medes and the Persians. And that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain. Pride is the pathway to pain. to promotion itself. I want us to bow our head for a moment. Close our eyes. It's easy to talk about what's wrong with the world. It really is. But Jesus changed the world by changing the hearts of men changed hearts by forgiving them and coming in and cleansing them. We, we change our minds by renewing our, word, our, our mind according to the Word of God. And so right now, all across this place, I just want you to take a moment to just tell God if there's areas of pride in your life that, that He would just shine His light on them and that He'd give you the grace to be humble. He give you the grace. It's a grace to be humble. 
It's a grace to see that perhaps you've, you're unteachable. Grace in, in your marriage because you won't say sorry to someone. Grace in, 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 in spiritual things because you believe in Jesus, but you're avoiding so much of His Word. And so it's pride sometimes that stops us. And so I just want us to take a moment, Church Alive, and, and just say, Holy Spirit, would you just search my heart for a moment and, and just reveal to me where I need to get healthier stronger and more humble so that you can promote me so that you can bless me oh God walk across each aisle search your hearts search your hearts God heads about and eyes are closed all across this place. If you're here today and you know you're away from God, maybe at one point you did walk with Him, you put your trust in Him. We say, Pastor Anthony, I wandered away, I ran away, I pushed Him away, I got offended and I, I didn't deal with it and, and I no longer walk with Him. Or maybe you're here today and you've never said yes to the one who's already said yes to you. He died on a cross for you. He completely um, stripped himself of all of his glory and stepped into an imperfect place called earth and died a sacrificial death for you and for me so that every sin would ever be forgiven. It'd be paid for. And he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And, and so you're here today and maybe you've never said yes to the person of Christ. And this would be a humbling moment because it may mean some change. It will mean some change for your life. And, and so you're just going to invite Jesus into your heart to cleanse you and change you and say, Lord, make me new. I, I need to become a, not a better man, a new man, a man that is born again of the Spirit of God, born again of the Word of God. We're going to pray a prayer. And I want to include you in that prayer. And that prayer can lead you the greatest person who ever lived. His name is Jesus. He loves you. He died for you. He rose from the dead. He has an abundant life for you. But He wants to forgive you. He wants to cleanse you. So all across this place, where heads are bowed and eyes are closed, in a moment of prayer and faith, right now, say these words after me. Say, Jesus, thank you that you humbled yourself so much that you stepped out of heaven into earth, lived a perfect life, died a sacrificial death, rose from the dead. I believe you died for me. My mistakes, my failures, my sins. I want to be your child. I want to walk with you. May I be changed from this moment on. I put my trust in what you did 2,000 years ago. Holy Spirit, I invite you in, in my heart. May the house of God be where I plant myself. May the Word of God be my food. May the Holy Spirit be my help. I pray this now in Jesus' name. My heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place you quickly let me know that you prayed that prayer with me. One, two, three, all across this place. Lift your hand, lift up high. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up all over the place. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, sir, over there. Thank you, sir, in the back of there. Thank you.
some of you raise your hand before that's okay thank you thank you thank you father every hand every heart or your house lord strengthen your people i pray give us wisdom give us humility and lord i thank you as you do that god the pathway is promotion thank you for your grace i pray and all of god's people said come on can we give the lord a hand Hey, once again, thank you guys for checking us out at Church Alive. If you want to hear more of these messages and want to just hear more about what's going on in the life of our church, make sure to follow us on social media so you can hear more messages just like this and just really hear what's going on in the life of our church. We'll see you this weekend. Have a great week.